daddy's alright and they just seem a little weird. Green, red, green, red, yellow, blue. <laughs> Wednesday is the catch-all. The catch-all? Loosen it up a little. Mother told me, and she told me to stay away from girls like you. This is all for you. She also told Arada. Sorry about that. I just I played Guitar Hero again, and I played the only song I play on Guitar Hero. Cheap Chirk <sighs> Surrender. Yeah, getting an email. Getting an email right now, downloading directly to our brain. Oh yeah, because that's how we do it. Nobody has time for complicated. You haven't heard about the user the, interfaces. The MRRS, the MRSS feed. The MRS. The mental, mental RSS. Yeah, feed. there you go. Can you get Kotaku on that? Why would you? Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, there's more figurines for sale in Japan somewhere. Hooray! Look, there's Super Mar- Super Paper Mario Paper Craft. That's so zang. It's like, that's like on a whole nother level. It's like, I mean, I but can it's ap- already paper. I can appreciate like the need to sort of fill your blog with endless content. However, maybe if you didn't post an article every 10 minutes, you could do 20 minutes on an article that was worthwhile. Joel, you're asking a whole lot from Kotaku. Brian Casrente. Brian Crescente. Crescente. Scourge of the South Seas. With his Pirate locks. And the last name Crescente. I think that basically seals it up. I mean, if he wasn't a pirate, he was born into the wrong time. <laughs> yes. So we did get an email, and that email said, Jay, and that email said, Joel, sing more on the podcast. Dave, sing less. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, that hurts. But if you would like to send us an email, you could do so at DaveAngel at gmail.com. You could send us a voicemail by simply calling the number 206-666-FAST, which is 206-666-3278. And I got to say... Doesn't seem like a really, like... It's unfortunate that that's our phone number, because it seems like you're on the fast track to hell when calling it. 666-FAST. And if you're listening to this podcast, I kind of have to agree with that assumption. Well, as that email said, after it encouraged you to sing, it said, you guys... 
are continually improving if improving is falling down a pit. But instead of spikes at the pit, there's a whole bunch of good stuff that makes you not want to leave the pit. <laughs> okay, whatever. I, I don't know. I get to... I'm not sure what that means. That's kind of but a that is metaphor. definitely what we do. <laughs> so today we're podcasting. It's a little hot. It is a little hot mm. in Philadelphia today. A little sweaty. I had I got up at eight after staying out until three last night to help somebody move. Little, little beat. We went to Taco Bell last night. It was so good too. I've become a fan of the Crunchwrap Supreme. Oh, you're telling me? It's like the easiest food to eat in the world. It's retarded. Patton Oswalt has this great skit, or uh, not a skit, but a great joke or a series of jokes about the KFC chicken, mashed potatoes, and corn in a bucket, about yeah. how like lazy and fat Americans are and how this sort of exemplifies that. He missed the mark slightly because the Crunchwrap Supreme is a much better example of you how don't even lazy need any Americans utensils. are. <laughs> is it bad that I see that bowl of mashed potatoes and chicken and corn and think, i got to get me some of that? It's only bad because it's from those are Kentucky all the things I like, and the mashed potatoes are some kind of weird gelatinous paste. Nobody makes mashed potatoes quite like me. I gotta say that. Don't like to toot my own horn, but I whip up some pretty mean spuds. It's mashed potatoes. Hey, there's a science to it, and the science <laughs> is pour a whole bunch of milk and butter in, <laughs> and it works. You need your potatoes to be almost cream, I don't like ninety percent cream and ten percent potato. Pretty much. I don't. Remember if I mentioned this on the podcast, but Alex bought five pounds of potatoes because he heard my mashed potatoes were legendary. Are you going to make those tonight? No, that was like a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. That's when we went to see Spider-Man 3. I was about to And s- we, we ate five pounds of mashed potatoes oh before gosh. we went to the movie. <laughs> I was sweating. <laughs> well, I can't even... The reason I said, are you making those tonight, is because I was immediately going to go home to avoid the enormous amount of heat produced, A, by potatoes being cooked, Boiled, yeah. and then potatoes a being eaten secondary reaction you know you gotta burn that energy somehow joe and i'll tell you this apartment gets a little hot even without the potatoes what are we talking about oh there's so much stuff to talk about there's always so much stuff to talk about on wednesdays but there's so many games now there are there are actually quite a few shockingly yeah got odin sphere it's up and down now the forum i guess has caught on to my uh Hasty judgments now. <laughs> and I guess it has been coined as pulling a Dave. Where if you like you're totally pumped about something in, like, and then the first hour. trash it. <laughs> I'm gonna review this having seen the opening credits and being totally psyched. Well Blank was talking about Hotel Dusk and he's like, I don't want to pull a Dave because I'm only an hour in and then <laughs> somebody else followed up the rear and was like, You made me buy Call of Cthulhu and all those other games I said I liked in the first hour, but then turned out to be terrible, which is most of them. So, let me reserve judgment on Odin Sphere. But I say it's got a lot of good things going for it, and a lot of bad things. I know it's not really that type of game, but I can't play an action game where you can't cancel. And the recoil on the combos is so high. Yeah. Like, I hate, I hate these games where the bosses have a ton of health, and then they expect you to, like, nickel and dime them with your... Like yeah. low combo. Well, especially attacks. when you're going to have uh, such a short combo and have the controls be so sluggish. Yeah. For having such sprightly looking characters, yeah. it's surprisingly slow. <laughs> like all the movements kind of like herky jerky. Oh, it's really irritating. You've got like a weird ostrich bottom. Well, you slip slide along the ground, 
which is really frustrating getting oh, you yourself into stop? position. Yeah, you, it's got, it's really floating on the ground. But then to get into the air is almost impossible. You have to like jam on the X button. And it's just like the same problem I have with God of War. Like they give these guys a ton of health and then they expect you to do one or two hits and then roll away, making the battles last, you know, forever. Which is just way too frustrating for me, especially since you have a four-hit combo and the first two hits might as well not be there for all the damage they do. Like, you really have to get to the third and fourth one to do anything. And by the time you're at the third and fourth one, the you're stun from the first yeah. two has worn off and the enemy is now attacking you. Well, what's... Uh, and there's, there's no invincible frames, like, at all. And the recoil on the combo is so high that you better hope you're not getting attacked after that fourth hit, which you always are. It's a great-looking game, and it's got a great concept. You, uh, you plant seeds in the ground and then kill your enemies, and... Your enemy's souls float into the air and are devoured by the seeds, and then the seeds grow up and grow sheep, which you then kill and eat the meat of to restore health, and then you throw the bone at an enemy to knock him down. It's a circle of life. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, except it's sort of a weird circle of life where you are absorbing the souls of those who have fallen at your weird It's all very cute, so you don't feel weapon. that bad about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at the cartoon It's adorable. There's no blood. She's eating an enormous strawberry. How cute. It's as big as her head. It's bigger than her head. Yeah, it is. Except one bite takes off like half of it. But yet gives you like no health back. If you had one bite of that giant apple or napple, as they call it, you'd be full for a week. You'd probably, I don't even, could you even eat an apple? Diabetic shock. It's like, oh my gosh. So much sugar. But it's so good, and it gives me so much experience. Like, that's what I love about this game. Just It's so insane. You eat to get experience? Yeah. You, I gotta tell you. Your hit points get experience. I'm like level 120. <laughs> Only? Only? I don't know. They stopped making levels for me. Yeah. <laughs> I already the- hit the max. Now all my experience are converted into statistic points. <laughs> nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm yeah. waiting for them to yeah, release dude. a patch on the life. Patch on life. Raise the level cap. Oh, man. But what, besides Odin Sphere. Red Star? Yeah, Red Star. I gotta tell you, for a game that was piratable three years ago, <laughs> it's pretty decent having just come out last month. I don't really know what the holdup was there. Yeah, it doesn't look like... To fill you in, Red Star is sort of a, a cannon spike. It's slower than cannon spike and a lot longer, but still pretty fun to play. It's got a more in-depth melee system. Uh... It's got more combos. I still think Cannon Spike's melee is better. Well, I think Cannon Spike in general is better. Yeah. But Red Star has stuff going for it. I feel like if we really played and practiced uh, Red Star, we would be good at it. And we could probably beat it. Whereas with Cannon Spike, I feel like I could play that game forever and, and yep. never beat it. <laughs> but Joel, you did beat it on Baby, you big old sissy. Because I wanted to see what happened if you got to the last boss, let alone beat him. Once you, if you can beat that chick with the white suit and red hair and the two panthers yeah. and the sniper rifle on anything but baby, more power to you. We did. Me and Greg have gotten the last boss. We never beat him on the harder difficulties. It's because they take away all your credits. Yeah. He's incredibly hard. Just leave me with nine credits. What? I need them. You, I think you only get one credit. It's, a, on it's laughable. There's no way you can beat that game with one credit. Especially not if you play Shadow Cammy. Oh, no. She takes so much damage, but she does so much damage. 
well, most of the bosses you could kill in like two hits. Yeah, with, well, you just do cannon spike. You run up to him and have your partner does the Y strong melee, and you do cannon you, spike. Well, and you combo. The boss is dead. You do weak a couple weak melees, and then go into a cannon spike. But yeah, and, Red Star isn't like that. This is the story of a futuristic Russia. We don't the actually U- know what R R S. We didn't read the story because uh, who cares about the story? If the story's not being told to me. With a cutscene in which a girlfriend is being dragged off the screen, I don't care in my action games. That's all the story Unless I Unless the president has been kidnapped by ninjas. You don't even have to tell me that the guy who then runs onto the screen later to beat up the first level thugs is the girl's boyfriend. I'm just going to assume that. That's uh, your more prima compli- facie evidence, they exactly. call it. Exactly. If your story's more complicated than that... Well, it's just like... I'm sorry. I'm not interested. So as far as I'm concerned, the story for Red Star... Aliens have kidnapped your girlfriend. I'm pretty and sure you and your Russian super it's psychic evil Russian team. sorcerers have kidnapped your girlfriend. Yeah, evil Russian sorcerers have kidnapped your girlfriend. I gotta tell you, they trump up the magic thing a lot on the back of the box. Have not seen any magic. Well, that's because the character that you get the magic from isn't unlockable. She's not immediately available. Oh, that's a shame. And all for I guess mag- you do shoot lasers. And the body. guy wields his double bladed sword thing sword with telekinesis. I guess. But yeah, Red Star is pretty fun. How much did it cost? It was super 20 cheap. Bucks. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You run in there, you beat up a couple guys, you get points at the end of the episode, and use it to upgrade your pistols. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Don't buy level 3 right away. Upgrade level 1. Well, if we understood that there were three different guns, it's, they're not very explicit about the upgrade scheme. Let's just say that the $20 was not spent uh, describing how the game worked. <laughs> I guess. I got Taito Legends, but... I kind of specifically bought it because it had uh, Bust a Move 2 on it. Some chick in college took my Bust a Move 2, and I never Curses. got it back. And that's my, one of my favorite games of all time. Because Bust a Move 2 is awesome. Let's face it, cute little dinosaur throwing bubbles up at the top of the screen to pop other bubbles. It's the ultimate puzzle game. The ultimate puzzle game. <laughs> it's the ultimate game that involves puzzles. <laughs> is that, is, does that count as a puzzle game? Yeah. Haven't you ever played the normal mode? They're all puzzles. It's a lot of logic stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, if you don't have that little arrow dialer... Yeah, it's, it's a still... little harder. Unless you're totally zen. But yeah, so I don't know what whack version of Bust Move 2 they're playing in Japan, but it, it still had the style. Like, it looked like Bubble Bobble, or Bust Move. But Which instead like of having Bubble. a dinosaur, there was like a steering wheel. And the graphics were really much more low-tech than Bust Move 2. But if you look at the back of the box... It's Bust a Move 2. There's like a picture of it. Wow, that so, is lame. So I don't, I don't know what's happened here, Taito. But Well, all those games have pretty terrible encoding. Me and Alex sampled them widely. And what was that? We played Magic Dungeon? Dungeon Magic. Dungeon Magic. And which would have, which would have been a pretty cool like Golden Axe style well, it dungeon plays... brawler. Except it plays like a stop motion animation film. <laughs> At certain instances, you'll be like, I've got to hit this bat. And then the bat just stops moving, and your character starts to flicker, and you're like, I'm a ninja, and I guess I'm using my special power. Yeah, is this the invisibility power? Which is flicker. Uh, This power sucks. This is the worst ninja ever. Like, can you imagine if that was a ninja's power? Flicker? Yeah, he just walks into a room, he's all flickery. Well, you wouldn't be able to get a bead on him. Yeah. He's only there half the time. I'm sure that would be a problem (laughs) for the guys who would then swing wildly at him. Well, Joel, if your enemy's looking right at you... And then you start to flicker? Well, well, how? let's say you've got an enemy. You, Joel White. 
and he's looking at you. Why would I have an enemy? What Everybody per- likes What percent me. of the time could he see you? A hundred percent. But if you're this ninja and you're flickering, he can only see you 50% of the time. Yeah, but well, It sounds in like a pretty intervals? good deal to me. Well, that's all up to you. The only problem is... And your mastery of the flicker technique. Well, let's hope the ninja... Also, you can turn into a log. Let's hope Ninjas the ninja... Let's hope the ninja isn't me because the amount of time I could move in between the flickers that were going on in uh, Dungeon Magic would not be very far. <laughs> Basically, the guy would be able to see me kind of shift my weight. Then I'd be walking... And it would, it would be basically like watching a stop-motion animation film because I'm so slow. God, have you, have you ever played the Dungeons & Dragons arcade games? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, this game plays like a precursor to that. Tower of Doom was pretty good, but Shadow over Mistara was crazy awesome. Because you could, well, first off, they include the thief. And as soon as there's a thief yeah. in the game, I immediately want to play it more. Bonus! As long as they can steal stuff, unlike in Final Fantasy I, where you had a thief, but they couldn't steal. What was the point of the thief then? It could flee better. Nobody played the thief. It was terrible. It was the worst class in the game. In any game. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in in Shadow over Mistara, you could body check guys with the thief, and that's what stole from them. So you could knock equipment and items out of them, and then pick it up and use that equipment. It was pretty good game. (laughs) I liked it quite a bit. For some reason, when you said equipment, I imagined like air conditioners and things flying out of somebody's body. It's like, check out all this duct work I got, guys. Doesn't that happen to you? No, not really. I mean, maybe got checked a really pregnant lady. <laughs> and then a baby. <laughs> Babies count as equipment. They can do stuff. Except to raise them. <laughs> Rear them right? Yeah. Sure. So, today, 15 minutes or so in, we're talking about Ninja Warrior, a.k.a. Sasuke, the best Japanese game show ever? Definitely. The best game show ever? Most likely. <laughs> what would be better? I, I can't think of a better game show. A better game show than men who grab onto rolling logs and climb walls and swing across gaps on curtains. Ostensibly to become a ninja. Yeah. I wonder if, you ever, if anyone ever really gets awarded like some kind of ninja certificate. They should do that. Maybe from the Frank Duke school of ninjutsu. Yeah, the Frank Duke. Put up your dukes. Bloodsport was a documentary filmed in real time. You might not know that. But it was. I mean, Frank Dukes also worked for the CIA and received two se- super secret uh, congressional of medal honor, me- secret congressional medals of honor from, get this, the president. Allow me to reiterate. The president gave <laughs> Frank Dukes the... Congressional Medal <laughs> of Honor. Yeah. I, I don't think that happens. Frank Dukes. He was also the Emperor of China. <laughs> for a brief stint. Back in the 70s. All this is, of course, according to his autobiography. <laughs> Frank Dukes. If fists of passion could kill. Chinamen. Which, which they can. In tournaments underground. Man. Just be careful. Chong Lee doesn't separate your head a, from your okay. body. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough blood sport references. It's American asshole. We make tricks with bricks. bricks oh, Hassan, we hardly knew you. Oh, with your gold tooth. <laughs> I, I really question the logic of like some Arab magnate participating in a secret underground fighting tournament. He's bored. Just like... Edward, the Black Prince. Well, he, he used up movie? all his harem. A Knight's Tale. I, sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch that one. 
Was that the one with Queen in it? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so Ninja Warrior is like the ultimate obstacle course. If you don't know that, and you should, because if you've ever turned on G4, you've seen Ninja Warrior. Because they have G4... all three original programs. And they all suck, or they're a rerun. It's like, <laughs> hey, want to see Adam Sessler or Morgan Webb again? Neither do we. Here's Ninja Warrior. Oh, thank God. So last week, we were having a little Filipino barbecue party fun time. Made some food. And it just so happened that there was a, I don't know, 48-hour block of Ninja Warrior. We watched it from the afternoon till everybody left and I kept watching it until I passed out in bed at quarter to five, still watching it. And then woke and up. I woke up around nine and, it was and still turned the on. TV back on. And it was still there. I can't believe, I feel like they're really sort of... Shooting their wad early on this. You yeah. should really stretch out the Ninja Warrior. You think. It makes good sense to get a lot of ad revenue up front. However, people might get tired of watching it. I'm I know just, that sounds crazy. I'm just saying, when we watched that 12-hour stint, you know, among other things, we're not dorks. We were doing karaoke at the time, too, okay? Yeah, we were cool. cool. We're cool. Cool guys. Cool guys. Yeah, I'd already seen most of the episodes <laughs> they played. <laughs> Well, they also interrupted it with the whole Kunoichi, which is the female Ninja Warrior. Kunoichi is the jam. It's all about Domino Hill. Dave is all obsessed about blonde with this acrobat. Blonde acrobat chick. I don't even know what her name is. Ayako Miyake. There you go. Look that up, and then you know why. I'll tell you what her name is. Mrs. Riley. <laughs> she just doesn't know it yet. She's about to find out. I like a girl with good balance. That's very important to <laughs> you, me. Have you written her a letter? Hi, my name is David. I rub you. <laughs> I rabu you. Oh. That's the Japanese So she'll understand. Yeah. I think I can get past your weird wardrobe with its yeah, strange... Yeah, crazy ass like halter top slash cape. Yeah. This or chick, sports bra slash cape. If you're I not already on Wikipedia, go there now and look this chick up because I'm certain there's a picture of there her there. Are you serious? Believe me. Wikipedia, you failed me. <laughs> Jerry was like, oh, yeah, that girl was in the Muscle Musical. And I was like, don't tell me. I know. I know all there is to know about Ayako Miyake. At least everything that is easily translatable into English. (laughs) And everything that Wikipedia can tell you. Come on. God, Wikipedia, they really need to buff out their Ninja Warrior and Kunoichi sections. This is precisely why Wikipedia will forever be useless. Because the only people utilizing it and contributing... Are people on the internet. Well, it's like uh, the Transformers Wikipedia page has more cited references than the World War II reference page. (laughs) (laughs) You can thank Daryl Surratt for that one. He he sent me a link. So they counted it? I was like, oh, that's nice. Well, you don't even need to count it. You can just see. The links are just like page upon page of references. (laughs) Is there even that much material? On Transformers? Sure. I, it's been around for like nearly 30 years. I, I guess if you... All the comic all the books and the cartoons. Anyway. Ninja Warrior is like the ultimate obstacle course. Where men of true skill and vigor compete for the exciting grand prize of 1 million yen. Which comes out to about... Don't, don't, let, don't get your calculators out. We're going to spoil it for you. That is uh, roughly $16,000. Yeah. Ouch. Which is also roughly not even close to worth it. God, when Tony's girlfriend told me that, broke my heart. Because we were running under the assumption that it was 100 million yen, which is like a million bucks. 
No, it's not. It's like a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred million? Oh. No, it's like a mil- It's less than a million, but it's close. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And you know, if you get that much money, you're like, wow, it was all worth it to you know embarrass myself on or. I guess not really embarrass yourself because the stuff they do is really hard. Yeah, pretty hardcore. I mean, I would say it's embarrassing, but it's not like Takeshi's Castle. Well, Take- this is like Takeshi's Castle. The purpose is to get hurt and make a fool out of yourself. Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. And this like, is like the hardcore version of that, where the purpose is to show off your athleticism and muscle. If you've got any athleticism, yeah. And there's my uh, one of my problems with the show is they have a hundred competitors on everyone, and they persist. In allowing these like joke competitors to come on, like local comedians and restaurant owners and office workers and stuff, which wouldn't really make me so mad. But G4 takes these like three hour specials and cuts them up into about 90 minutes of footage, uh, sometimes as low as an hour. And they skip the real competitors in favor of some of the joke ones. I guess because the joke ones never make it past the first obstacle. Or well, the st- you know, watching people fall into the water. Is- I think it's actually important because it gives you an appreciation yeah. for the people that can actually accomplish it. It gives if you, you saw, a barometer of... If you saw just, you know, not that many people even make it, but if you just saw that over and over again people accomplishing this, I think you would kind of lose well an appreciation for it. To detail the, the sport, the event a little bit. The to sport you, of uh, Ninja Warrior? Like I said, 100 people start, and there's four stages. And in the second stage, usually somewhere between... Five and ten people actually get to the second stage. And from that, maybe less than five will get to the third. And then usually nobody gets to the fourth. Yeah. In ten years, two people have won it. Which is, going back to my earlier point about the prize money, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if it's not a winnable event, you should be giving real prize money. Think of how much money they've made in ten years with this show. And they're like, oh, good job. You know, you're basically one of the most athletic people in the world. Here's half of what you'd make in a year <laughs> at some crap government I job. I wonder if they're, I mean, I appreciate that what they're doing is extremely hard. But some of the most athletic people in the world. I definitely. Some of the crazy stuff they no, do. I, I'm saying I agree. However, I think that there are people out there who are more physically talented than, like, the fisherman guy. I like the fisherman guy. I question you. He is much I stronger your logic. and better fitness than me. However, I'm not going to say he's, like, you know, like, as athletic as someone like, I don't know, Ronaldinho or LeBron James. I don't know. LeBron but- James is, what, 6'6", and he can run crazy fit. Fa- yeah, I'm sorry, Jerry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sure which way. Maybe does he like LeBron James or like the Fisherman? <laughs> I can't tell. I'm not saying that they would even be really good at Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior is a competition unique unto itself because it's a combination of like all these wacky-ass skills that you would need well, yeah, if maybe you were a ninja. They're a rounded person. I question, however. Let's see LeBron James pull himself up on LeBron the LeBron James wall. could jump over most of the <laughs> obstacles. And I don't really like LeBron James that much. However, when I see people like doing that rope jump, and I see the cat, the decathlete like make it to the top on the first jump, I'm thinking LeBron James could, yeah, or but, a high jumper, for instance, that's the except- could land on the other side. But then they don't have the upper body strength to do the other things. They need a pole vaulter. I bet a pole vaulter would kick ass at Ninja Warrior. Maybe. They have a pole vault in Kunoichi in one of them, but it's not really much of a pole vault. It's mostly just like the thing is there to make your... It's like sticks, and they just you just kind of go straight. Yeah, it doesn't really require the upward momentum 
Well, I was wondering, like, is this really ninja training? Sure. I always thought ninja training was somehow more deadly. Well, Joe. If all you had to do was strap yourself to a log and, like, roll around. To be fair, we don't know what Sasuke means. And I'm going to guess it has nothing to do with ninjas. Well, no, warriors. Kunoichi has something to well, do with Kuno, ninjas. That's true. I well, just, I don't, I think Ninja Warrior may not be, like, the most accurate translation. However, Kunoichi just means female ninja. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I tried looking up Sasuke, and I couldn't find anything, and then I got bored, which is what I do. Well, you looked up Sasuke, and after you saw, like... Naruto? Yeah. <laughs> 1,200 pages of Naruto slash fiction. You were just like, all right, I gotta stop. This is too much. I don't know, Joe. I'm just, I'm unconvinced by your argument. I feel like these are the paramount of what life has to offer. Swinging around on globes and... Doing that pipe slider thing. It's really cool. And lifting 110-pound doors. <laughs> I could do 110-pound doors. Yeah, I probably could too. But could you do it at the end of a course in like Well, I wouldn't have made it five past seconds. the hand bike or whatever. <laughs> yeah, how about the, the one where you sl- swing around on the chains? No, I couldn't do or that the spider either. wall. I wouldn't make it past Yo, the first did you round. See, we were watching episodes this week where, you know, they have that thing, the spider walk, where you have to like... Lift yourself in the air and crawl along a wall. In the earlier episodes, the wall moved up and down. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> Is that even possible? That was our concern watching YouTube videos of this yesterday where they took the hardest event, the Widowmaker, as we call it. Also known the, as the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger where There's a- you have like a teeny tiny little bar, like maybe an inch or two wide, that you have to shimmy along using your fingers. And then, As you're hanging, you're just hanging from it. And I, then at the, the end of this, hanger. there's another bar that you have to pick yourself up. You have to. It's one bar, and then there's a bar that goes up, and then a bar that goes down. And you have to go across these gaps. So at, at points, you're only holding on with one hand. And it's not so bad on the first one going up, but the second one going down, nobody gets past that. So we're watching the new season of Ninja Warrior on YouTube. And they're showing the, uh, the new cliffhanger where now not only do you have to go down with one hand on this teeny tiny little ledge, but you have to jump to the other one. Like you have to find some way to get your momentum up with two hands, like your little your fingers just grasping onto this tiny ledge. You have to be able, coordinated enough to swing your body back and forth and leap to the next one, which is just like... Come on, guys. <laughs> this hardly seems fair. Well, nobody was winning the competition anyway. I'm 100% pro it. I need more impossible things. This, is, this makes it epic. This is why I'm watching it. I'm not watching it because it's doable. I'm watching it to be totally flabbergasted when someone does it. But weren't you already totally flabbergasted? Like, it wasn't an Frankly, easy... Frankly, no. Because I'd already seen somebody do it. I'm like, alright, this is great. Ninja Warrior. So what? So somebody these are the rules? It. Now, as, as soon as somebody beats it, they have to make it even more impossible? Yes. They're not following that with Kunoichi. They keep trying, but the blonde acrobat beats it every time. Which just... And then she just blows it on bedazzlers and hair dye. Yeah. I gotta tell you, girl, pink, not your color. Stick with blonde. Yeah. Blonde was working she's for you. She's the palest Japanese person I've ever seen in my life. That's because she's a gymnast. She spends all day indoors. That doesn't even make sense. Why would a gymnast spend all day indoors? Because that's where gym equipment is. <laughs> Inside. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> she has to practice very hard to become the next ninja warrior. And the first, the f- Mrs. David Riley. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not the first. 
but one in the line of many. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's it enheartens me to see this thing, but I gotta I gotta keep going back to the prize money thing because it's just so frustrating that you watch all these American game shows where like one versus a hundred and who wants to be a millionaire and crap like that. Who couldn't beat one versus one hundred? You have to be retarded. You are. We were watching it once, and this girl on the first question it was if you park your car, what is perpendicular to the curb? And they had passenger door. Driver door or trunk. And she got it wrong. Is the trunk really even perpendicular, though? Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't, like, bumper? It, well, I'm pretty sure they said trunk, but fine. Call it bumper. The Same difference. But even if, it, even if you want to question the positioning of the trunk or, like, is this some, like, pro-life argument? Like, what... <laughs> What is the trunk really defined? Is it the side of the trunk or is well, it the actual opening of the trunk door? Perpen- being perpendicular describes like a line. And the trunk is a rectangle. Well, so think one of it the as the back of the trunk. Well, if you, you've already got the, the passenger door and the... the I'm not going to have this argument with you. All right. I agree. The trunk is retarded. <laughs> because guess what? Even if you don't know what perpendicular is, and it's not exactly a $10 word, <laughs> the passenger door and the driver's door are... Parallel to each other. So if it's one, it's probably the other what two. What if you were ghost riding the whip and your driver door is always open, as mine is? <laughs> but then your car wouldn't be parked. You'd ghost be ghost riding it. <laughs> dun, 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 I can ghost ride the whip into a parked position. Me and the car are tight like that. Damn, that's skills. You got your skills. hydraulics working too? It responds to my shimmy and my shake. <laughs> so uh, it's just so frustrating to me how much money they make on these American game shows when there's these guys who have actual talents, maybe not talents that translate very well into the real world. <laughs> well, this, maybe this is the problem. Like, Japan is just trying to find an outlet for its, you know, honorific society. It's like, all right, guys, we've got all these useless skills. Karate, waste of time. We're all salarymen. Okay? What are we going to do? We're turning into pussies. <laughs> how do we reclaim our glorious past? Well, sometimes I like to go up into the mountain, hug a log, and roll down a hill. That makes me feel manly. Hey, sometimes, sometimes I like to straddle between two walls and then hop up buildings. <laughs> you know what I like to do? I like to hang from poles and then climb to higher poles and then climb back down to lower poles. And that makes me feel like a man. I do that all the time, railing. You know, if I'm having a bad day at work. Just go home. Go you out know on what my I balcony, like? shimmy back and forth on the side. <laughs> you know what I like to do? Murder people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think we could. That idea is not going in the we'll game show. We'll save that for the 11th season of Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yeah, that's what the last season should be. Like once you're paying, like in the kill post- the other Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yeah, the only one that survives. And then you know that'll be the third stage after you get past the pipe slider. The fisherman's over. You've got there a guy like, ready to kick his you. Sideways handstand. Someone just guts him with a knife. He's like, no, my ninja warrior training was useless. All those handstand push-ups on the mast of my boat were for naught. I've been outdone by cunning That's okay, and knives. Because Bunpei Shiratori would wreck him up and down. He's, he's weaselly. He's a salary man. They're sneaky. They got a lot of, that dude they got a lot of anger. Dave's inside. talking about this guy. and Un- Look up the word wiry in the dictionary. Yeah. And you should then think of Bunpei Shiratori. The dude is he's like... Live. He's weird looking. He he sort of his whole body is like a knotted muscle, but yeah. not sort well, of he's in like, a bodybuilder. He weighs sense. like ninety pounds, but yet is all muscle. It's like just the most bizarre thing you'll ever see. But he is all that is man. I like him because he gives me hope for myself. 
Why? Because he's a salary man that yeah. spends all his time working out? Well, I, yeah, pretty much. I'm <laughs> like, well, I spend good 45 minutes, 45 minutes an hour a day at the gym, and I work in an office, so maybe one day I could be like Bunpei Shiratori. I think the real problem is if you ever met Bunpei Shiratori in real life, you'd be a foot taller than him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would not be I could just present. put my hand on his forehead, and he's swinging his arms back and forth, but he can't reach. He's, like, that's grappling why, around you. Well, that's the thing. You, you watch these things, and all the guys are, like, five six, and then there's an American guy that comes out, and it just shatters the illusion. <laughs> well, yeah. That's the real problem. It's just like the NBA. You watch the NBA, and the guys don't look that tall. And then you meet, and then you meet one of them in your life, and... You feel like and then Dikembe the earth Mutombo is shrinking. comes into your roommate's uh, grocery store, and <laughs> he finds out that they took the front seat out of his car, and he drives it from the back. <laughs> and you're like, "Good God!" Because I've for some reason no a seven foot eight guy decided he need to drive a coupe. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I never really understood. As a basketball coach, I think the most difficult thing would be getting your players to respect to, yeah. you. Not because you're and not you talented. you to look up to them. Just you're because you're so, they're so much taller than you. Oh, you're so cute. Just like a little kid. Look at him. Pick him up and put him in my pocket. And I'm going to go beat up another player. I don't but, know. Yeah. I just feel like Bunpei Shiratori is so much more impressive. Just because, you know, all these other guys have jobs like trampolinists, which I guess is a job in Japan. I don't know if you can really swing that here, but then one of the chicks in Kunoinchi was like international double dutch champions. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be like trampolines or fishermen hey, or fire American population of America. What's the deal? You yeah. guys like invented double dutch and this Japanese person is beating you? We need to bring that back to America. Bring the gold home, baby. Bring it home. Yeah, so but you've got all these other jobs like fisherman and fireman. And acrobat, like very physical oriented jobs. That's why Bunpei gives me hope because his job stapling papers. Yeah, and pretty much. Forms. He's like an office clerk. God, that one fireman guy is so cool too. It's funny to see him progress over the course of the show because in the earlier shows, like he hasn't really found his own yet. He hasn't frosted his hair. He, <laughs> he's still wearing a shirt. He does, he's not wearing that gold chain. And then, like, it's like he grew into a man before our very eyes. If I had enough money, I would buy Boompei Shiratori a rope chain, send it to him, and request that he wear it on Ninja Warrior because that would be hot. The rope chain's coming back. I've seen it on a couple people in Center City. Yeah. It's going to be awesome when that <laughs> comes back in style. I can't wait. Why don't you start the trend, man? Yeah. Me and you both wear like go, a big ass gold rope chain. <laughs> I'm thug. Walk around uh, down on South Street. I've already talked about Ghost Riding the Whip. I'm like two seconds away from buying a Fat Farm shirt and wearing a rope Bala! chain. My parents got me a Fat Farm jacket. I was like, it's a pretty nice jacket, I gotta tell you. Who is that? LO Cool J? No. No, that's it's, uh, uh, Russell Simmons. Okay, yeah. LO Cool J is Fubu. My mistake. There's There's so many different lines of. Rap artist endorsed. It goes around the whip. Yeah, I don't know. they got it at like a second mile store or something. The thrift shops, classic repository of thug wardrobe. They like yeah. fade from style, which is kind of quick. It's cool. You can pick up a Fat Farm jacket for about two dollars. <laughs> it's not a bad jacket. I don't know. So Ninja Warrior, watch it, or else. Yeah, though I do. It will make you really want to go out and 
you know, try to do, do this the, stuff like Jerry that wants to right now. Go to a playground and try to handle the monkey bars again. Oh, man. I love monkey bars so much. That is the most fun thing to do at a playground. <laughs> the problem is none of them are tall enough anymore. I always go yeah, to the monkey to, bars and my knees are dragging on the ground. Pull my legs up under me. What I like doing is like picking myself up and hanging from them upside down. Like Sweet. <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot of fun to me. And then you're just hanging. It's cool. Wee. But that's what I do. That's how I train for Ninja Warrior. And this I'm like, let's see how fast life. I can get this swing going. What's up, MTV? As soon as I put a swing set in the Ninja Come Warrior. Come see how I'm living. No, but Jerry's like doing that stuff at the gym now. He's using the the like A-frame they have for the pull-up bar. He's like sidling along it, using it as if it were the cliffhanger. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you guys spend like two and a half hours at the gym. <laughs> I really don't have the time for that. I don't know how they do. But whatever. There's the one final point of contention I want to bring up for Ninja Warriors. They got the one guy, Yamada, who they call Mr. Ninja Warrior. But yet the guy never seems to pass the first it's stage. It's inexplicable why he's called Mr. Ninja Warrior. Like, he's definitely one of the athletic guys. Like, he's in whatever you want to call it, the top ten. There's, like, a certain group of guys that always makes it to the end. And he has made it to the end. But... I don't know why this guy's Mr. Ninja Warrior when he's not even one of the people that want it. He's not one of the people that's been to every one. He's like, the guy that, you know, alienated uh, his family. Yeah. He got fired from his job, and they're talking about it as a point of pride. Like, the, the commentator, as he's doing the course, he's like, yeah, he got fired for his job. And instead of looking for work for six months, he just trained for Ninja Warrior. See, this is what... A while ago, we talked to Noah from uh, Ninja Consultants about the Shonen myth. It's not a myth. There are people in Japan who actually live that way. That's because they grew this up watching guy. this stuff, and now <laughs> they an believe example. it. The, uh, the, myth cre- the myth of reality, reality created its own reality. Yeah. <laughs> so now these kids who watch these shows in like the 70s have all grown up. It's art dictating life, yeah. and not the other way around. Reality is the new fiction, they say. Thank you, Jesus. Oscar Wilde. Sure. That's what he said. He said that art doesn't have to draw from life art can impose its imagination i'm all about life. that i wish it would i wish it'd do it more often it does all the time it does i want to create my own paradigms and then shift them working in some hardcore them. synergy that's just a taste of things to come yeah but get to mention the tear-stained note that Yamada <laughs> left his family. Put it in the comments. <laughs> Find a picture of it. That's kind of tough. Oh, really? You don't think...